Nation. I'm your house killer, Keemstar. Let's go right into the news. All right, drama alert. Uh, I bet you Twitter is falling apart. I I'd say what the fuck I'd say is going on. In our, we're just we're just getting on our sides that we need to be. I go on vacation for five days and fucking there's dick pics and <laughs> potential and, dick pics. Yeah, the the promise or threat, depending on how you look at it, of dick pics. <laughs> Uh, just fucking guys like white knighting uh, for people after like threatening other people like in person at graduation ceremonies. Uh, it's been a weird fucking 48 hours on MSU Twitter. I think we all need a reset. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think the reset will be if that person actually posts his dick. Um, that's going to be like the Thanos snap. I'm, I don't. Yeah, everyone go follow Chad Latz. We need it to happen. And if you need a ticket for uh, next Friday, um, you know, you might be able to find it and you could get there. As long as you're there, the first person scanned in the stadium, you might have a free ticket to the game next week. So uh, don't forget that. We just need kickoff. Like we yeah. need just we just need the season to start. We're yeah, just at we're, that point. We're we're, we're all the, rabid foaming at the mouth for football. Like that's we're in the dog days. And you know, welcome everybody. That was a great intro by SD. Um, that really was. That guy sounds like the biggest douchebag in the world. He is. Yeah, he's um, terrible. Sounds like he sounded like Kyle Mooney doing an SNL character, kind of. <laughs> um so we got a lot to talk about this week. It kind of started developing over the weekend. Um, we got a great commit, and we'll, we'll start off on the let's start off on the bad note just to get it out of the way. Um, Demetrius Bell, a four-star recruit, wide receiver, um, decommitted yesterday. Um, I mean, it, it's it's tough because he was the only wideout in the class, correct? He was the only wideout, and he was kind of the only wideout priority in that class. Right. Um, that, that's tough, it, it, but I, I imagine we're going to hit the portal if we can't find uh, people to fit, fill a spot. So it's like it's not like the panic button has to be hit anytime yeah, soon. Yeah, and, and the reality of the situation is the wide receiver room is probably the deepest. Yeah. Uh, the wide receiver group is probably the deepest on the team. I think he left because he was concerned he wouldn't get playing time next year. I mean, yeah, when you look at, you know, Trey Mosley, he's probably going to come back. But, you know, if he has the right kind of year, could come out. Um, but even behind Jane Reed and Trey Mosley, you have Keon Coleman, um, Montori Foster, Jeremy Bernard. Um, you know, that that receiver room's kind of, kind of, so it's, it's, you know, I don't fault any kid for making any decision anywhere. And if... And if death, and if you did happen to send a death threat to him, you're a fucking loser. And here's my death threat to you. You should kill yourself. <laughs> I think um, it was, it, it's kind of that, um, you know, just very fluid 
process of recruiting where the kid comes to Michigan State, likes it, commits very quickly, maybe prematurely, maybe realizes I, I made a decision a little too rash. Um, he had a couple other offers. He also had a Bama offer come quickly after he uh, committed. Yeah. Um, so that also probably played a little bit of a role into it. Um, I wouldn't be too worried just, you know, with the, with the portal and everything, um, you know, you can go get receivers and receivers. I don't, you know, I don't want to say there's not a premium on them because you can get, you know, good ones and productive ones in the portal and Mel, Mel and his staff flipped Jeremy Bernard um, like very quickly before signing day. So, you know, I, I wouldn't worry too much about this. Demetrius Bell is very good. I mean, it was evident by his, his offer sheet, that Bama offer that came. Um, but yeah, don't send death threats, please. If you are, um, it's not cool. The kids in high school, it's not that big a deal. Well, no. you'll be fine. We'll all be fine. Yeah. He pre-committed, he pre-committed, um, you know, just a little too early. I'm talking about a minor, dude. Oh, no, we're going to get Uh-oh. Uh-oh. taken off the air. No, I, I didn't mean anything by that. I just say, like, he committed a little too early. Get all your Chuck E. Cheese's visits in while you can, you sick like, bastard. It, it's kind of a little bit of a flashback to, like, um, some of the 2020 recruits, you know, that Mel Tucker had. Um, Sweet and Neely. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> that fucking kid. I mean, good luck to him. But, yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it reminded me of that, like, you know, he, a lot of these kids, you know, we talked to a couple of them, you know, that did end up like Ham Faye and Kevin Wigginton, like, you know, saying we really haven't gotten to go on campus, but, you know, we love him. We loved our, our online visits with him so much we committed and it could be something like that, you know, obviously different circumstances now that it's a little, it's a lot less restrictive, but I mean, I'm not worried. And yeah, the death threats really rub me the wrong way. It's, like I've always said, it's a kid making the toughest decision and possibly the biggest decision of his life in the end. And because he can pick where he goes to school, but, you know, you really can't pick where you get drafted, you know, unless you sign as like a undrafted free agent. Even then you don't really have a say because right. he has to offer you a contract. Yeah. You know, you, you really have to take what you can get unless you're, you know, cream of the crop. So, you know, I, I, I'm of the opinion that, I think there are some unstable MSU fans doing the death threats, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's like some Michigan fans uh, with burners too. There, there, there are some of those weirdos and I'm not trying to false flag. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. A false flag. Yeah. I, I think it's a mixture of those, but you know, if Bama has an offer in, it's pretty hard to say no to that. I mean, we don't even, have the even, facilities. Even if he is riding the bench, it's pretty hard. I mean, if I if I have a son and you know he he's choosing between state and Alabama, I'd be like, obviously I know where you want to go, but if you want to go to Alabama, shit, you could ride the bench and probably get drafted pretty early. Right. And and <laughs> I've said this and I've said this in the past, right? <clears throat> you want to go to the best school possible yeah. for the career you want to have, right? If you and if you want a career in the NFL. Alabama. Alabama is is Harvard, especially right? if you're a wide receiver. Yeah, especially um, think about all the talent that that school is. Produced. It's a literal football factory. Julio Jones, Jalen Waddle, 
Najee Harris, Henry Ruggs, Killer Speed, uh, Devontae Smith. Devonta Smith, yeah. Mari Cooper, Calvin Ridley. I, I even yourself. forgot. Yeah, I even forgot some <laughs> we, of those we for, We're forgetting so many. Yeah, it, we're, we'll be fine. Um, best of luck to the kid. You know, but we can move on with our day and with our Spartan lives and focus on the good. Um, Mel Tucker pulled in another four-star recruit for next year. Jalen Thompson uh, out of Detroit, Cast Tech. I believe, yeah, he's a third-ranked overall player in the state for this class. 31st D-lineman overall in the country and a top 200 player nationally. This is a huge get. Uh, his offer list is pretty massive. I think the final three were Ohio State, Cincinnati, and us, right? Big so, time to beat him out for Larry Johnson, who's put yes. very good at developing defensive linemen and putting them in the league. And also yes. our old friend Mike Tressel at Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, we beat out the waffling flake Luke Fickle for, uh, <laughs> for a recruit. Well, I mean, if you think about it, right, like, like I think Jim Knowles can only develop – uh, good defensive linemen if they were if they were of a certain political affiliation. So, you know, I'm not really sure how what his success rate is with people who don't maybe align with a certain worldview. We don't really have good evidence of Jim Knowles being an elite edge developer outside of the Bulls brothers. Right. We do have evidence <laughs> of Brandon Jordan being an elite pass rush developer. So or BT Jordan, excuse me. Even though his, right, his name his name is Brandon Jordan, but <laughs> you know BT Jordan. Um, so yeah, no, I'm I I'm excited. It's you know it's good to you know even though you know I kind of um, I'm a little lukewarm on in-state recruiting, but it's always nice to to get to get the best in the state. Go to your school. Well, yeah, he's a, goal. he's a top 200 player overall. Like right, yeah, that that that's a lot different than you know, what D'Antonio, all due respect to those recruits, what D'Antonio was pulling in on the, on the back end of his career. Um, yeah, Carter, you watched the tape, you, you grinded, you studied the film. What did you see? What, what stood out to you about this young man? Right away, smart, smart, smart football player. He can sniff out whatever an offense does. He's adept at stopping the run and getting to the quarterback. I saw both of those things right away. A little bit better at stopping the run than being a pass rusher as of right now, but there's nothing really wrong with that. Um, he knows how to use his body and his huge frame that he can still add to because um, he's 6'3", 245, so already massive. Um, you know, it doesn't matter, like, what like blocks get thrown at him. He's going to be able to get off them and be able to stop a ball carrier. Um, one of the things that also stood out was the great use of his hands, um, strong, quick with his hands coming off the edge real quick. Um, he'll need to improve. I think his flexibility and his bend a little bit that comes with developing as a pass rusher. And I, you know, I, I expect we'll see that during his senior year. Um, and then eventually, you know, just the, the thing about Michigan state recruiting on the defensive line is they're coming to play for BT Jordan. So, you know, the, the, the development almost seems like a guarantee, um, Another thing is like his positional flexibility allows him to play in any defensive front, whether it's an even or odd. Um, I, like I said, I think he's a bit of a better 
run stopper than he is a pass rusher right now. Um, but that allows him with the other two um, defensive line and edge guys we have by Job and Andrew to pay for this class. Uh, he can play with those guys if you wanted to play him at a three tech or, you know, whatever it was like they could all play together. And that's not not fun for an offensive line or, or a quarterback, I think. Um, and I, and I it's just it's great to land in state kids. Jalen Thompson is a phenomenal player. Um, I think he was one of the long term plans for Tucker and this staff when they hired Thomas Wilcher from Cast Tech because Jalen Thompson is from Cast Tech. The, the 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 rule was when they hired him he couldn't they they weren't allowed to go recruit from you know cast tech until 2023 um and the only player in that class was jalen thompson so i think playing that long game to land him uh worked out and that is fantastic i love winning in state recruiting um i know that michigan football recruiting has been down a little bit recently but you know it's still good to win those battles especially against what ohio state cincinnati some of the other big schools as well it's it's awesome to just keep landing these top level talent. Absolutely, and you know as, um, and you know it's it's just it, you know it's nice to kind of have guys that you can just that are just that have a higher ceiling, right? Guys like By Joe are probably going to be plug and play. They're going to be they, they can be week one starters. You know, Jalen Thompson is an elite athlete. Um, but he still needs a little time to cook, I think. And I yeah. and, and having a full year with BT Jordan and DeMarco Coleman is gonna uh is gonna be massive, massive for his development. And and like Carter said, if he can there's nothing fun the yeah. things that are downsides for him right now are teachable, they're coachable, right? They're not they're not structural issues. So once once those kind of get straightened out, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be scary for for a quarterback to get under center against against this front against this front line. It also it also kind of like it also kind of like makes me think about what Jordan's gonna do with the guys we have on the staff right now or on the team right now. Like um like what like Jeff Petrowski kind of came out of nowhere last year and was a was a solid uh producer off the edge um and then chris bogle you take a guy who has all the physical tools to uh you know be a uh impactful edge rusher and that's who the offensive line said was producing the most was petrowski and bogle so i mean i imagine you know we'll see a lot of those guys early on this year and in the lab with a guy who's who's trained dozens and countless nfl players sheesh that's <laughs> along with being coached by Mel, along with, you know, getting in the lab and, and fixing your bodies and things like yeah. that. It's, it's, it's great. I mean, it should be good. I, the Michigan state's pass rush was good last year, but it wasn't what it needed to be, especially towards the end of the year. I don't think they pressured Cade McNamara enough. Obviously they didn't get any pressure against Ohio state and you want to see them kind of show up in those big games. And I think adding BT Jordan to the staff, does a lot for that and i and i and it just makes me excited about like what type of things this defensive line is going to be able to do absolutely i mean you know the saying that you don't really know something until you can explain it to a three-year-old 
BT Jordan. That's what you Well, think. BT Jordan got Rashawn Gary to understand the finer points of, of pass rushing technique. So if, if he could do that, imagine what he can do to elite, to like, to like other elite athletes who are like smart. Mm-hmm. Like Jacoby Winman too. Oh man. Yeah. The Jacoby Winmans, the Petrovskis, the, the by Jobs, the Jalen Thompson's it's, it's not going to be pretty. It's gonna be fun. Not for them. It's gonna be fun for us. Be pretty for us, but not for them. Um, I mean, that's as as anything else really happened football football wise. I mean, I know camp's still going on. Scrimmage. Well, well, there's been a couple interesting developments that we haven't talked about. Uh, so Davion Prim. Oh yes, yeah. That was the most confusing thing in the whole world. The kid looks like prime Adrian Peterson for like all of camp and into practice. And then Mel's just like, yeah, he's playing corner now. It's like, whoa, are you, are you pranking us right now? Is this like an elaborate like scheme or something? That Nathan tells me they're taking over that. That tells me a couple things. Um, One that Jarek Broussard and Jalen Berger must be so fucking good that they have to find spots for these other guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And two, uh, everyone was hyping up Davion Prim to distract from from Jared Broussard and, and Jalen Berger because, like, yeah, like, like every chance every chance the coaches got, they hyped up Davion Prim. Like they made him sound like it was like, oh my god, it's Kenneth Walker again. Like it's cra- yeah. like it was crazy. So sudden it's <laughs> it's weird for sure, and it's like wait, it kind of makes you it kind of makes you go Pepe Silvia a little bit, but <laughs> at the same time, if they're trying to move guys, you know. Also, was I being fucked with, or are they really moving Hamp Fade to safety? They are. They are okay. Yeah, because I, I was kind of like I was kind of day drunk on vacation. I saw that tweet. I was like, okay, that's gotta be true. I I saw a non-reputable MSU account that I won't name uh tweet it and I was just like, okay, that's stupid nonsense. Well, I didn't think anything of it. <laughs> Fr- friend of the program, Hant Faye. Yeah. Um camera last time we had him on, but he still counts. Um <laughs> Yeah, that was weird. I totally forgot about that. But, you know, maybe we'll see them in these position changes at West, you know, when we're up 70 nothing on Western, you know, at halftime. Western is on the clock. Western is on the clock. Thank, thank Lucas. Thank. Thank. Uh, here's my thing, okay? And this is a more general MSU football thing. I have to do this again. Okay. <laughs> because it's making the rounds oh, no. again. I'm um, if you if you have ever uttered or tweeted the phrase, no offense to you, Lucas. If you have ever said or uttered the phrase, MSU is going to be a better team with a worse record this year. You should not be allowed to shit alone because I'm worried that you're going to drown in the toilet. I truthfully 
do not understand that sentiment. And before everyone comes at my mentions and goes, oh, YDKB, bro, you don't know ball. You're not a ball knower. I'm the ball knower. I have a fucking Excel spreadsheet that makes Rain Man look like fucking, look like a toddler. (laughs) Hear me out. I truthfully don't believe that the schedule is magnitudes harder than it was last year. I really, really don't believe that. Washington was three and nine and lost all of their good skill position players. They have a new coach in a new system. And they basically have, they're, they're young. They're so young. If yeah. you're scared of PJ Fleck and Paul Christ, then I can't help you. I don't know what to tell you to make you feel any better. <laughs> you're the kind, if you're scared of PJ Fleck as a football coach and Paul Christ as a football coach who can win big games, then you're probably the same type of person to order gluten-free, even though you don't have celiac disease. You're that paranoid. Also, I'm not really a big fan of seeing people who are projecting us to lose to Penn State. Do they know who's on that sideline? Do they know James James Franklin? James Franklin couldn't coach a game if he was using Ask Madden. They have no run game. (laughs) They have no run game. And Sean Clifford is job. Is he job? Yes. Job. (laughs) Good Lord. (laughs) The weakest area on the team Got significantly better this offseason. Healthier. Healthier. Amir Speed and Chuck Brantley are going to cause all kinds of fucking havoc. Also, and by the Zanjo, I don't want Hazleton lynched anymore. And I'll hit you with this ironic. Because you're the guy who wanted Tucker fired after the Rutgers game in 2020. Uh, during. During. I Even love you, Zanjo, but quarter. we we gotta we gotta be honest. It was during. During. It was like the first, the second turnover. <laughs> He's like, "All right, I've seen enough." I'm like, "Um, yeah, a little bit of premature reaction there." Kenneth Walker, elite player. No doubt. But yeah. people act like he had a portal gun to the end zone last season. There were a lot of times where Kenneth Walker was set up for success because of the blocking the offensive line did and because of the and because of the things Peyton Thorne could do throwing the ball and the talent and Jaden Reed being a threat on the outside. Yeah. It, Kenneth, Kenneth Walker is going to be hard to replace. I'm not saying Kenneth Walker's overrated. He's a great fucking player. And there's going to be points in this season where we are going to miss him. But to sit there 
and think that Kenneth Walker was worth two was worth two wins on his own is asinine. I think he's worth one. I mean, the one that we all know. Mm-hmm. Even then, two of those touchdowns don't get scored without absolute dots by Peyton Thorne. No, I, I agree. We, we're agreeing with you here. I mean, I think I'm agreeing with you. Sure. And you add Daniel Barker to the mix. And Jay Johnson, instead of using 40% of his playbook, now gets to use it all. So this MSU is going to be a better team with the worst record is either residual, like is either like this residual, like manufacturing disrespect thing or whatever, or it's a consequence of Tucker being too six or it's a consequence of Tucker being successful so early. Yeah. I mean, I can see scenarios where we could lose some games, but like, I have a, you can see scenarios every season. I, I have a tough time. It seems like people are trying to speak it into existence that I have a tough time seeing Minnesota. anything. I have a tough time imagining imagining anything worse than ten and two again. I really, I, I think really, do. I kind of do too. I think I'm going ten and two. I mean, we can break it down next week. You know, when we have Matt on, um, our boy Maddie May. Um, but I. Yeah, I, I think we sh- we should be striving to repeat last year's record, if not more. Like the only game that I'm going to pencil in as a definite loss is Ohio State, mm-hmm. and even and then, if we beat them. Ryan Day is an Antifa pussy. Even then, Ryan Day is an Antifa pussy. All all I want to see this year is progress against them. If we lose fifty six to seven again, there's a problem. Like not a problem, Tucker, but. It's like that gap just literally just stayed stagnant for a year. I mean, and obviously CJ Stroud, you know, probably future Lions quarterback. Um, oh shit! I didn't watch Hard Knocks. <laughs> neither did I. Good. It was a good episode. I had the travel day from fucking. I've had the the last two days have been fucking hell. Hutchinson's yeah. corny, but whatever. I think he's a good. He'll be a good player. He's corny. Um, I. Yeah, I, I struggle to see more than two losses on the schedule. And, I mean, I don't want to say the Michigan game is going to be a loss, but I think we could lose that game. Um, I, I just don't – I don't see it because they've lost so much in the draft. Like, they lost a lot on defense. Like, that defense is going to be – And they didn't reload. No, they're going to have to be in a prove-it mode. So, like, you know, I love seeing the Michigan fans saying, we're going to shit pump you. And they lost both court and they lost both coordinators. And I don't, I mean, it's like, in my opinion, the team that would would get shit pumped is you guys. It, we, we lose more at Spartan stadium to Michigan than we do in the big house. (laughs) It's it's, silent library. Yeah. I mean, no fans in 2020, you didn't show up for your team, Michigan. (laughs) What the hell is that? I love that. I I tweeted some, Cam Newton and Jameis Winston, uh, Cam Newton and Jameis Winston didn't even know who the best, who the best defensive player on the team was. (laughs) Yeah. Like it, we're, I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, we'll talk about it with Trevor, but like, it's going to be interesting to see how Michigan rebounds this year. 
um, and how we respond to the second year success. Cause I mean, we saw it with Antonio seven and five, we were five and five after the Michigan game. That was just a, such a tough loss. And then we rebound to beat Purdue and Penn state. And then you have, um, but those scenarios, those scenarios were different. We were transitioning quarterbacks. I know we were, but, you know, but people will draw um, the people who don't understand or just don't want to like factor in that we have a returning. I believe is Peyton Thorne a redshirt junior. He's a redshirt junior, and he set the school record for most touchdowns last season. And I think he could break it when supposedly. The only person who made offense happen was Kenneth Walker. Kenneth Walker was a spark when we needed him, but so was Peyton Thorne and Jane Reed. Like Miami, we, don't, we don't win the Penn State game without Peyton Thorne. We don't win the Peach Bowl without without the Peyton Thorne. No. Without Peyton Thorne having having enough resilience to bounce back. Yeah, we don't win the Michigan game without Jane Reed just absolutely clutching up and mossing people. Yeah. I mean, Kenneth Walker was like the mixture in the middle and all these other ingredients. It was the straw that stirred the drink. Yeah, they absolutely was. Make it work. Right. Um, So, you know, we'll talk more about it in the next two weeks. You know, we got we got a guest coming on this week and then we have Maddie coming on next week. Um, We'll really break down the schedule. We'll we'll grind and, you know, do our analysis. Carter, you, we're going to switch to basketball before we bring our, our boy Trevor on. Carter, what did what did you want to talk about? Like, I, I just wanted to – we'll get that taken care of. Well, I, I saw a tweet yesterday from our, our friend Solja. He talked. He was talking about Tyson Walker. Um, he talked about the fact that Tyson Walker shot 35 of 74 from three last year, 47% clip. And that just reminded me how, how strongly Kenneth – or Kenneth – Tyson Walker ended the the season. He started shooting with a lot more confidence. Um, And I was just thinking, okay, well, you have Tyson Walker playing with more confidence. You have Joey Hauser kind of realizing that he's that um, fifth-year leader. Um, Hogard is the presumed alpha dog of this team. We all expected Jade Nakin's big jump. Um, I I just wanted to, you know, if anybody was worried, I think – current state of like recruiting has kind of eased that pain of people feeling like Michigan state basketball is in a, in a bad place, but like, and people aren't projecting us to be that good next year, but I'm basically, I'm trying to say that I think there is still a shot that they can get back to being like a, a, the top team in the big 10. I just want to, I just wanted to like bring out the fact that I think that the blueprint and all the pieces are there. And I think that the guards have a lot to do with it. Um, I think the fact that like Hauser and Hall are going to be good. Uh, like you could, we could even see like Pierre Brooks make a jump. Um, I just think like, I know people are probably concerned about how tough the schedule is at the beginning of the year. Um, but that's going to be irrelevant come big 10 play because once the big 10 standings are, are in motion, then, you know, it's, it's not a super strong big 10 this year. Um, so I think Michigan state has an absolute, you know, great chance to, to make a, you know, solid effort at being a team that is at top of the Big Ten again. Um, and I think that all the pieces are there to do it. Like, oh, maybe there's not enough depth. But, I mean, this shows that, like, Izzo can figure out who his guys are this year pretty quickly. And I think that the guys 
that he has this year, um, the the steps that they can make potentially are going to be enough to do it. Um, and I, you know, I think even Izzo is kind of rekindling a little bit of that fire. I bet like the momentum, the, you know, the psychological like momentum that goes into landing all these recruits, he'll carry into the basketball season. You know, he'll say, yeah, I'm Tom Izzo. Don't forget that. And I think that we could just see this team make a deep run. I don't know what you guys think. I was just, I just saw something that Soldier posted yesterday and I'm thinking, you know what, if we have Hogard and then Walker's also running the ship, I'm thinking we're going to be back on top soon. I agree. No, I absolutely agree. I think it, um, I'm with you. Yeah. I, I mean, it. in the past when we've had at least one lethal point guard, it's gotten us pretty far. Um, you know, and, and in other years, maybe the Trice and Valentine combination could have led us to a national title game appearance. And like, you know, the year before that, Appling was on route to, I mean, I, I, I think, we, you know, we all sit, we, we beat this horse every couple of months, but Appling was on his way to becoming one of the goats. And if his wrist doesn't hurt, I firmly believe, I firmly believe things are a lot different for, for our program. Um, and it's still a great shape, but like Hogard and Walker are like that nice yin and yang that could, could propel us to a nice run, whether it be this year or next year, you know, next year we have a little bit more depth and talent. Um, you know, like it could be like, um, a 2011 Yukon, you know, you had Kemba, but you also had like a young Napier and Boatwright behind him. And then, you know, or 2014, like Hoggard and Walker could be our Napier and Boatwright. And we saw what they did to us firsthand. You know, they, they, they picked us apart and it, 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 I can't wait to see what they'll do this year. I think they're going to cover up some warts that we might have on this team. You know what I mean? Like they'll be able to, not every game, but they'll be able to, I think we're going to have a couple of surprise wins in that, in that November, December, um, slate of games I, I really do I don't I think we're going to be about 500 maybe five and four or something but I think we're going to I think we're going to have a, a, a win that like will help us come selection Sunday like a, a win or two as long as the teams on the other end sustain their success throughout the year that people look at and go yep you know they they're their non-conference record wasn't the best, but look at their Big Ten record. You know, like we might get a higher seed than we de- than like we deserve if you just look at our record. And Tyson I think, Walker, yeah, is a complete player. He is. He needs to shoot. He just more. needs to shoot the freaking ball. He does. That's like all I want from him is just take those jumpers when you're open, and also don't do it when we're down by 14 with three minutes left. Yeah. But other I'd than rather... that. Great passer can get to the basket. Great defender. It's all there for him. Yeah. I'm just expecting him to, you know, settle into the system a little more. And I think that that boosts Michigan state's chances. I'm with you there. Um, so I think we're good to take our, a little break from the action that we have. Um, we're going to bring on a very special guest, a guy that, I've said a couple times would come on for the last two Marvel movies and, you know, he's gotten sick or, you know, just didn't, he didn't talk to us. Yeah. He ducked us. No, he, he he's typical wall V fashion. <laughs> Wall-V. 
Um, we're going to bring him on, so we're going to take a break and uh, come right back. And we're back without our planned guest, who I won't reveal. Um, hoping he got the Zoom invite and is just busy and can join us soon, because I have some. We have something funny planned to compliment it, um, but that might just fall through the cracks. Um, so we're we're switching to hashtag Movie Wire, the, the stuff that we're known for that people were world renowned for that they love us for um, that separates us from the other Michigan state pods and um, always other pods don't have this kind of range. No, <laughs> no. Uh, Sheehan, you don't have this range. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love you. Sheehan, no, like that's true. Sheehan definitely does not have this. <laughs> Well, like he had seen like six movies ever. He gives me shit about not seeing The Godfather, but then I'm like, "Well, have you seen this movie?" He goes, "I don't even know what that movie is." I'm like, "Okay, man." Sounds <laughs> like he'll have to come on the pod and clear his name. <laughs> we should do like movie trivia with him. Oh, that'd be kind of like, fun. Name this movie and see if he can like. We could literally describe a movie and characters and see if he's like, "Okay, this guy where's it? He's a piece of shit," and then he. uh gets hurt overseas and builds a suit out of iron uh, he becomes an iron man <laughs> what movie is that thor <laughs> uh, it's like what uh, it's like when peter griffin plays trivial pursuit <laughs> say the word what <laughs> i'm thinking how um Maybe who so Next or in two weeks, we got some big stuff going on. <clears throat> September 7th, we have the Apple event. Um, as an Apple shareholder, I'm very excited to see what offerings are in store for me. I'm due for a new Apple Watch, so I really want to see what's going on with them. Um, just wanted to throw that in. Anyway, September 8th, uh, two weeks from this Friday. I don't know if that's a Thursday. Damn, what am I thinking? Okay. Yeah, so two weeks from tomorrow or Thursday is Disney Plus Day, which um, we're going to get Thor Love and Thunder on Disney Plus, which is great. I'm excited to watch it again um, to see my king, Christian Bale, whose autograph I have now. And um, we're getting um, a lovely movie that a trailer came out for today, uh, Pinocchio. It stars Tom Hanks in a horrible accent as Geppetto. I think COVID might have fried Tom Hanks' brain. <laughs> he was the first one to get it. He had the most aggressive case of COVID. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite Reddit post ever is like, Tom Hanks is okay. He just, he had a, a 28 to 1 no kill to death ratio in Halo 2 and jacked off 54 times today. Like that, <laughs> that was, that's one of my favorite read it but that might be a tweet but that's one of my favorite social media posts ever and he's holding uh wilson yeah. like that's such a great combination um it it looks awful um uh, joseph gordon levitt levitt is the voice of uh jiminy cricket and this is a robert zemeckis movie you might know him for directing forrest gump back to the future um the well-received welcome to marwin um flight He's done a lot of shitty movies in the last 20 years. And this, like what Spartanuck said before we recorded, I mean, you make Back to the Future, you pretty much have a pass for the rest of your life. I mean, I, I agree with that. But 
Um, and then September 9th or is it 10th, there is a Marvel Studios panel at Disney D23, um, their annual convention that just basically this is another Comic-Con panel for Marvel Studios. And it's looking like we are trending from what multiple trusted sources have been saying, we're going to get the cast for Fantastic Four. Um, because filming is going to start relatively soon. And um, the first announcement that they, that they say is probably coming before the, before the, <clears throat> the panel, from what, I've, from what I've read, is that they're going to announce the director before D23. So um, it looks like it's pointing towards Matt Shack Shackman. A lot of you probably don't know who he is, but we, you know, we do, we looked him up and I, I know who he is just because I'm a huge, it's always sunny fan. And so is Carter. Um, I'm not trying to disclude SD. I don't know if you're a huge sunny fan or not. Yeah. Yeah. It's not for everybody. Um, but he's directed 43 of their episodes and like the, there's no bad episode that he's done. Like they're all legitimately fantastic episodes. And he's done, he's done, it's, it's the TV. He's done WandaVision. He did the whole season of WandaVision. He's done a, an episode of Succession. He's done two episodes of Game of Thrones. <clears throat> um, he, he's, I don't know. I don't know if the best choice is the word, but I think he's a really safe choice. Absolutely. Um, might end up being first choice, best choice, only choice. But, you know, when you get compared to people rumoring or sending the rumors that Steven Spielberg was going to do the movie, and then you have people talk about Matt Shankman, obviously you think that's a lesser tier movie. And I disagree with that. I think just based on this dude's resume, he's going to, I think he's going to nail it. Holy shit, what the fuck? Breaking what? news. What? Uh, Gary Booth, uh, the son of the son of Calvin Booth, five star power forward, just committed to Penn State. Interesting. Really, I believe that I believe that is where his father went. Hmm. What, what was he supposed to go somewhere else? I don't know, but you see, <laughs> you see, Penn State basketball lands a five star, and it's it makes you do a double take. Oh, it's basketball. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Who's their coach again? Um, Daryl Straw. No, that's <laughs> <baseball Shrewsbury>. Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking Daryl Straw. Um, what's his name, Carter? Micah um, Shrewsbury. Yes. <laughs> You're close. You're Daryl Strawberry. Yes. You play baseball. Yes. Are you better than me? Well, I don't know you, but yes. <laughs> um. <laughs> Daryl, Daryl. Anyway, Simpsons deep cut Simpsons reference. Um, wow, that's that's breaking. I mean, that's great for them. That's a huge get. Is he class of twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three? He is twenty twenty three. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Penn State's always played spoiler. Uh, I guess. Did, what's that? I guess Michigan State is the front runner for a Penn State defensive line transfer named Ken Talley. Oh, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, Mike Farrell reported that. 
Mike Farrell. He is what, was his, what was his source, a 17-year-old girl? The ranking Uh-oh. god, Mike Farrell. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> he may still play a JUCO season this fall due to academic issues. Huh. Rankings god, Mike Farrell, who definitely isn't sweating when he hits tweet and says, okay, here's the list. What do you guys think? <laughs> um Interesting. Good for him. Defensive, um, yeah, defensive tackle. I mean, I think Michigan State is stacked at that spot, but doesn't hurt to add another. Yeah, depth doesn't hurt. I mean, never hurts you. Interesting. Something to uh, to monitor. You know, also something that we didn't talk about. What? I mean, I don't know if there's much to say about it, but it is pretty big news, and it was uh, Tom Izzo's lifetime contract. Oh. We yeah, kind of knew that was back a half thing. of the spot is like us doing housekeeping. We're just kind of like, remember this happened? Have you seen well, this? we had a plan. We had a plan, and then it got all. It's like that car wash gift where the guy drops all the shit. <laughs> That's what happened to us. Um, yeah, I'm. I mean, a lot. He's basically given a lifetime contract, but like, it's nice that. I mean, it's official. With how old he is, yeah, it's kind of a lifetime deal. Pretty cool. I'm happy for him. He deserves it. It kind of would be like if Mel Tucker got a lifetime deal. That'd be like, whoa, that'd be a little bit more significant news. Yeah, he had be probably have to give him 15 million a year to do a lifetime contract. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if we keep winning 11, 12, if we win 11, 12 games the next couple of years, fuck it, do it. <laughs> I'd be on board. Eventually, um, it'll. Yeah. What other housekeeping items? Uh, Biden's canceling $10,000 in student debt. That helps me out because when I married my wife, I inherited her debt, as everyone does with marriage, and Hmm. her student loans just went down to where we can basically pay them off, and I'm so pumped. Thank you, Sleepy Joe. You woke up and you went, (laughs) oh, oh, yeah, cancel student loans. Well, some of them. Isn't it like if you make under 125K? Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, and if you, yeah, and if you received a Pell Grant, you'd get 20. Yeah, she didn't receive a Pell Grant. If she did, then that's great news. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Thank you. Did you guys like She Hulk? (laughs) I kind of dug it, actually. I did too. I liked it as a, I liked, I liked it as a proof of concept. Mm -hmm. um, It's a sitcom. Yeah, I think it'll, I think as we kind of get into the show. And now that we're past the, the origin story stuff, I think it's going to get a little better. Um, yeah. You know, I'm really excited for it. I, I am more confident than ever with her breaking the fourth wall that we will get Deadpool at the end of the series. I am calling that now. Like, well, who do, well, there's a rumor that like, uh, like she gets this job at like this law firm who wants to start like a superhero division. And it's it's Feige. What's right? up? No, that um that she has like this special client who can only be like seen through proxies and it's Ben Grimm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's also been a rumor like that he might show up in like in the next month or two. Yeah, next month of episodes. Yeah, Jason Siegel is the thing. So, you know, so I bet with D23, you know, yeah, episode, we'd only have two more episodes, three episodes of the show, three or right, four. Yeah. And we'd only have 
four episodes of the show sure. at that point. You know, if, I, we get a, I could, if we get a cast announcement and it's Jason Siegel, then that that could actually be pretty cool. Like you could get like you could you could announce within the next week like Matt Shankman Shankman as director. And then that September 8th episode that drops could be Jason Siegel's, you know, appearance as the thing. And then the next day they announced the fantastic, the rest of the fantastic four. That'd be kind of a cool, like progression. You know what I mean? I bet they planned it that way. Yeah. Oh, they definitely. Do it. They definitely. I'm also just excited to see daredevil in this. Yeah. That's going to be cool. Um, daredevil. I mean, abomination is going to be a pretty decent part of the series, which I'm excited for. Yeah, I think it's cool. We get to see more Wong. Every I love me some Wong. I, I do too. He's the, great. Uh, Wong spinoff show on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um. I wonder when they're gonna <laughs> air. Uh. Uh. uh oh, the, Groot Wasp. Yeah, the Groot Wasp spinoff <laughs> show. Oh no! The, no, no. Disney Plus needs to announce that Morbius and Wong spinoff. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> Morbius. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I like She-Hulk. I mean, I, I didn't, I mean, I always thought I'd like it because I like the Hulk as a character. I'm ready for the Hulk to be a mean fucking asshole again, though. I mean, he's, it's cool to see Mark Ruffalo kind of chilling, but like, I really hope this is leading towards like World War Hulk and like him being angry again and stuff. Like, I'm not saying they pussied him, but like, it just doesn't feel like the Hulk, you know, feminize the Hulk. They put chemicals in the water and they turn the freaking Hulk gay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean, right? I'm not trying to like sound like I'm a, you know, like make Hulk yeah, I know again mean. type of guy. But like, that's what I want to see is Hulk smash. I want to see him fuck shit up. Yeah, the interesting, yeah, the, that's the thing. The most interesting part about the Hulk is the, is the Jekyll and Hyde aspect of it. Yeah. And when you, and when you remove it, like it's fine as a bit. It's like you neutered him. A little bit right but it's Graphic. like you kind of take away that element and like what more do you have to lose and like in the comics like bruce has dissociative identity disorder yeah right he yeah. has split personalities so that's why the hulk that's why like jennifer walters like can just like hulk out and still be jennifer walters right that's why there's no hulk persona yeah I just want to go back to that. From what I've heard, is that we are going to get a World War Hulk movie, like with his like his son in the comics, Scar, which would be pretty cool. So I'm hoping hoping that actually happens because Mark Ruffalo seems like he's down for anything Hulk wise. Um, Doesn't they say if Hulk was in Armor Wars? I don't know. Is Mark Ruffalo supposed to be in it? I don't know. Justin Hammer is supposed to be in Armor Wars though. Let's go. We need it. I don't think I don't think Hulk was in it or is going to be. I don't speak Russian. Ugh. He needs his board. That fucking movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, but Justin Hammer was great. Yes, he was. You know, I've, I've changed my mind on Iron Man 3, but like... Fuck yeah. But, man, Iron Man 2, I tried watching it. I couldn't finish it. I'm like... I need my board. Like, I remember when everyone was in love with Mickey Rourke again. <laughs> Mickey Rourke. A wrestler, and I'm like... Come along, Bort. <laughs> Bort. <laughs> my son is also Bort. Attention, we are out of Bort license plates in the gift shop. Uh, that's, one my, that's one of my favorite Simpsons jokes. Um, 
So, yeah, I, I think D23, we're going to, if not, She-Hulk's going to show something. But, I mean, I think from what everyone is saying and, like, our, our big-time movie boy, King Jeff D. Lowe, who does have connections still inside Disney, um, whenever he says this stuff, he's, I don't think he's ever really missed that much. Like it's, I think, I think it's an inevitability. Fantastic four is coming in two weeks. Like it, it lines up, especially with all the, all the accounts saying the directors being lined up, they're going to make the announcement. And like, I love the people who said they haven't even started casting yet. That's a load of shit. <laughs> these guys have been locked up probably for quite a while i'd say like a year probably yeah maybe like an agreement for a year and then like okay this shit's going to start ramping up in late 2022 get trained get ready because i think it's filming this this spring early spring yeah i mean early they're gonna work some they're gonna work some uh, cgi shops to the bone again but we'll see yeah um i don't know i i think so I'm going to say Jason Siegel is the thing. I, I, I will believe that until it's wrong. Um, I just don't know anyone else who could do. I, I can't think anyone else right now. Um, and I'll say this. I think Penn Badgley is going to be Reed Richards. That'd be awesome. It's either him or Glenn Howerton. Holy God. If it's Gosh. Glenn Howerton, I'm going to come. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do his like his uh, sex face like the. Yeah, like he's all veiny and shit. Yeah, he's all veiny. Um, but I, I'm gonna say Penn Badgley just because I think they want to go as young a little bit younger with him. Um and I think if Glenn Howerton joins it, maybe that means it's the end of the end of Sonny's coming. Maybe. Yeah. Well, they have they have three more seasons to do. Yeah, they, I mean they can they can work around his schedule and they could probably film all of his scenes pretty quickly too. Yeah. And he's not going to abandon them. He's not going to do that to them. No. Um, and then I think uh, Sue Storm is going to be Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, it I think it would be good. Right. She was good. really good. She was really good at Mank. In what? In Mank. Yeah. Um, I think she's going to be Sue Storm. Johnny Storm, it, it's either going to be that Outer Banks dude or I think it's going to be... Uh, the, the the Stranger Things pick Joe Keery. Yep. I think it's gonna be him. That's what I was thinking too. It would work pretty well. And then the thing, Jason Siegel, Doctor Doom, Doctor Doom, man, I Give think Cillian Murphy. I think it's Killian Murphy. I really do. Is it Killian? I think it's gonna be him. It's I Killian, think yeah, Carlo is gonna be announced as Professor X at D twenty three. That's my fun prediction. Bring him out in the green suit and the yellow car, Feige, you fucking coward. <laughs> We're going to get some sneak X-Men announcement, whether it's even like, because they have from X from the animated show from X-Men 97. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think, I think Feige's going to, because like he drops so much shit at Comic-Con. We don't know what's going to happen at their own panel, like at their stuff. I think we're going to get some crazy X-Men announcement, whether it's like, because there are people saying that like, we might see the Fox X-Men who are still under contract in the next couple movies. And then secret wars kind of blows it all up and then they can start fresh with the new X-Men in 2025. Yeah. I'm excited. So I wouldn't be surprised if like they said, we've come to an agreement with James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender. And um, I would be, I would shit myself. If I said Hugh Jackman, but it ain't happening. 
No, that's that would the the roof would blow off if Hugh Jackman came back as Wolverine, but he's not. He's not. Um, All right. I think it's yeah. Egerton if they're gonna do it that it's, way. I think it's Egerton. He's lying. He he's he uh, he's he's cap. It's cap. Did he say he's not doing it? He said he's never met with Marvel. He's full that's of shit. What, that's what Feige told him to say. He's full of shit. Um, all right, we're going to end it. Um, yeah, I guess right. we're going to end it. All right, uh, we'll be back next week. We'll get Maddie Matt on here, and maybe our other guy will come on, but we'll <laughs> see what happens. We'll come up with a game plan and stick to it next time. All right, fellas, right. go green. Go white. Go white.